0: okay so a big big topic that i hear from many of my patients and you might be one of them is medication getting into the cell medication intolerance so many of you will say i don't think my medication's working anymore or maybe this medication isn't right for me i don't feel like it's doing what it used to do i don't feel like it's getting into the cell and some patients will actually use that terminology Maybe because they read it or heard it somewhere, but it's an important topic that we go over because sometimes it's not your medication. Sometimes it is, and we're going to talk about that. Sometimes it's not. So first of all, when we're talking about medication intolerance, basically what occurs with you, with a patient, is that you'll hit this point where everything was working and you felt better and you could feel your hypothyroid symptoms go away, go down, diminish, decrease, you start to lose weight, your energy comes back. Your brain starts functioning like it used to. And then all of a sudden things start to shift. So you feel a little bit of that brain fog come back. You feel a couple pounds come on. You're starting to feel poofy. Your clothes are fitting tighter. You can't get through your day. And this is ongoing. This isn't just one or two days because we all have one or two bad days. This is every single day and it gets consistent. So you, your antenna comes up and you start to become aware that something just isn't right. Now, I am a big advocate in you knowing your body. I know that you know your body. You do know your body, by the way. And you can tune into those little signals that your body is giving you. No doubt, no question. So you do have to listen to that and be aware of it. But is it your actual medication that is not working? Have you become intolerant to your medication? So let's talk about what could contribute to all of this. First of all, I want you to think about stress. And we've talked about this in past episodes. We've talked about this one-on-one, if you're my patient. Stress plays a huge role because stress will do many, many things to the body. It will cause inflammation. It will cause a rise in cortisol levels. But the big thing that you have to remember with stress, it doesn't have to be a big stressor. It doesn't have to be a death or a divorce or a loss of a job. I want you to actually think back six months ago, anything, anything changing any little stressors? Has anything been going on and on and on as a low-level chronic stressor? We talked about that a little bit last week with immune system, right? That low-level chronic stress, we know hands down through studies, we know that it decreases your immune system. That's why many, many people will get sick after after they make it through a stressor, after they make it through one of the big ones like death, divorce, loss of a job. But even those low-level chronic stressors, can cause an inflammatory response and reduce inflammation. These can also change the way that your body functions and the way that your thyroid medication is going to work or not. So sometimes in those times of stress or after chronic low-level stress, we find that a patient actually needs an increase in their medication. So it's not that you became intolerant to your medication. You're not pulling. You don't need a, a new brand. Nothing's wrong with the... the the manufacturer, although that is a possibility. So bear with me. Don't go there yet. Bear with me. But it literally is that chronic low-level stress that has made you intolerant to your medication because it actually pushed you into a hypo state. You might need an increased dose and you might need to actually address the stress. You might need to do things like deep breathing and meditation and yoga and all those things to chill out, to actually lower your cortisol levels, which is another factor. So we also know that cortisol increases in response to stress. So when someone has that ongoing stress, ongoing, ongoing, they're riding usually a high cortisol level. Now, that's not always the case. And in fact, I just talked to a patient today. I said, in my 24 years of doing this, I've really only seen two or three cases of chronically low or chronically elevated cortisol. Now, not everybody gets a four-point salivary cortisol panel done, so it's kind of hard to apply that to every single patient. But of those who have had it done, it's very, very rare that we see complete adrenal exhaustion or blowout, but the adrenals do get affected and our cortisol response does become altered. So those high spikes in cortisol, even a couple of big spikes through the day because of stress or because of anxiety that you're experiencing, that can be enough to interfere with T4 to T3 conversion of your thyroid medication. So essentially you could become intolerant to your medication or to your dose because you're not even converting properly because of that high cortisol. Other things to think about that could be coming into play. And I just want you to think about this when you think that your medication isn't working anymore. Are you in a different house? Did you move? And not just the move as a stressor, but your surroundings. Is there a carpet in your house? Carpet releases different chemicals and toxins that maybe you're actually burdening your allostatic load, your toxic load. Maybe your liver isn't processing those chemicals properly, so you have detoxification issues. Um, new furniture. Did you just get new furniture? What about a new pet? Is your pet always all of a sudden sleeping in your bed? There's so many different variables that can affect us. We have to almost go through our own mental checklist because these are things that you probably didn't even think about until I just said it, right? You didn't even think that you just replaced your carpet and got new carpet instead of hardwood. You didn't think about the fact that you just moved, albeit a great move. Brand new house, you're super happy. It wasn't stressful at all. You hired some movers. It's still a move and it's still stress. It's still a new environment. Sometimes we need to go even deeper into your house and check for mold toxicity. So sometimes it actually takes testing the house for mold. I know there's professionals that do that. Please don't ask me how. You got to look that up. But there are professionals that will come in and test your house for mold. The house that we moved into, used to have mold. The previous owners totally eradicated it, but easily older houses, 70s, well, really, gosh, 80s and 90s at this point or older have a potential for mold. If you are in an area that floods a lot, you have the potential for mold. Actually, in one of my new houses years ago, mold started black mold in the garage. It was brand new construction and there's black mold growing on the, on the inside of, of the like finished drywalled garage growing on the drywall. So sometimes that alone can interfere with your health. And mold toxicity is a total other podcast in and of itself. We'll talk about that later. So just remember that the stress alone can affect thyroid function, your cortisol response, T4, T3 conversion, as well as the re- inflammatory response. So we know that stress will cause inflammation. It will cause immune system dysfunction, it will cause an autoimmune flare. So if you are a person with Hashimoto's and you get that autoimmune flare, you're literally getting your thyroid beat up on a daily basis. It's getting beat up. So of course you're going to experience more hypo symptoms when you're in that constant autoimmune flare. So if you are being exposed to toxins, if you are under stress, whether it be physical or mental, you could have that autoimmune flare. And then your thyroid gets beat up, down stops working right. If you got beat up on a daily basis, you wouldn't work right either. You would not be productive at all. You would feel a little bit tired. And you probably wouldn't want to do your job. You'd want to go to bed. So that's what your thyroid's doing. It's just saying, enough, 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 enough. I'm tired. I'm tired of getting beat up. If you think I'm going to run your metabolism, you're wrong. If you think I'm going to grow your hair, you're wrong. If you think I'm going to give you energy, think again. So that's one aspect of the stress response, creating inflammation, downright regulating the immune system, and creating that autoimmune flare. The other thing to ask yourself, especially now, are you eating like garbage? Are you spiking your insulin? Because if you're eating the sugar, and you're eating the Christmas cookies, and you're eating the carbs, and you're eating like you're quarantined, you're going to spike your insulin. Now, we know that high insulin levels equals inflammation. We know that. And we know that high insulin will not only grow a fat cell, but it will also cause a cell to literally become inflamed. And when we are inflamed, we can't take in what we need to take in. So that cell can no longer take up the T3. So oftentimes what we will see, and my thyroid patients listen up, you will see optimal levels on your labs of all thyroid hormones. Your TSH could be below a two. Your free T4 could be above a 1.5. Your free T3 could be 3.5 or above. It could even be hanging out at like a five or a six. Just saw this with a patient today. Everything looked perfect. Reverse was below a 12. It was a beautiful lab picture, but you felt like crap. Gaining weight, brain fog, the whole deal. So what was going on? High insulin levels, high A1C, high insulin, high fasting insulin. That insulin will cause enough of an inflammatory response. Now, normally we see insulin interfering with T4 to T3 conversion. So we'll see high levels of reverse T3, the antithyroid hormone, the one that literally blocks the cell from picking up T3. But that wasn't the case. Reverse T3 was low and she still wasn't feeling the effects of having a really beautifully high free T3 level, that cell was so inflamed from high insulin that it literally could not pick up the T3. The T3 could not get into the cell at all. So even with leaky gut, you have to think about leaky gut. That's also going to cause systemic full body, full body inflammation. It can also set you up for an autoimmune flare like we just talked about. And it can set you up for higher insulin levels because of that inflammatory response. So all of a sudden, you could react to something in your medication that triggers an autoimmune flare. And it's because you had leaky gut for years and years and years. We're all, we're tying this inflammatory response together from inflammation to leaky gut to high insulin. And then we're going to talk about the cell function and the uptake again. So back to inflammation. Inflammation will inhibit T4 to T3 conversion. Hopefully you're following me here. As well as impair the pituitary from releasing TSH. And it will impair cell function and the uptake of T3. So your cells actually become less sensitive to T3. That's the inflammatory response that I just talked about. That high insulin, inflammation, not sensitive to T3. T3 cannot get into the cell to do its job. But the lab markers look pretty. So you may have enough T3 in the system and you're on the right medication, but the inflammation is causing you to experience hyposymptoms because the T3 cannot bind to that cell, get into the cell to do its job, to give you a metabolism, to grow your hair, to strengthen your nails, to give you energy, all of that. Another thing to think of, any new supplement, Any new, did you add in something because you read it on a blog or because your, again, your best friend's sister's boyfriend's cousin saw it on Dr. Oz that for thyroid, you should add in a crap ton of iodine. Did you add in anything? Are you taking too much selenium? I see this a lot, a lot. You do not want too high selenium levels. Do not pound yourself with selenium and Brazil nuts every day because you read it somewhere that's good for your thyroid. Are you on any kind of new supplement that could be, changing your body chemistry in one way or another. So again, it's not the thyroid medication. It's not that you're intolerant. It's that you're raising a level too high or you're adding in a supplement that contains fillers that your body's reacting to going back to the leaky gut. All of a sudden you're reacting to something that's in your supplement or in your medication because of your leaky gut and you're becoming inflamed and your body is just saying, no, we're not happy here. So if you have too much selenium, if you have too much iodine, Are you eating more Brazil nuts? Are you eating more seaweed or or fish? That can raise your iodine levels as well. You might have too high of iodine, which is then bringing on hypo symptoms because it's pushing you into a hypothyroid state, especially if you have Hashimoto's, you're going to be more sensitive to too much iodine. Iodine is the Goldilocks mineral. Goldilocks means just right, not too high, not too low, just right, just in the middle. And that's where we want you. Selenium is kind of iffy too. And then you have to say to yourself, okay, I didn't add in a new supplement. I didn't add in selenium. I'm not eating too many Brazil nuts. I didn't add in iodine. But you know what? I'm not taking anything for my thyroid. I'm not taking my magnesium. I'm not taking my vitamin D on a regular basis. I'm not taking a thyroid support formula that has a tiny little bit of iodine, a tiny little bit of selenium. I'm not doing any of that. So I'm not even giving my thyroid the support that it needs for my medication to function properly. I'm not giving it the feed that it needs to to function properly. So that's something else to think of. Go through your checklist, write these down, check them off the box, because it might not be that you're medication intolerant right now. Now, going to the medication, this is where you gotta call your pharmacy. You might have to call the company. This is where you might be intolerant to your medication. Did the formula of your med change or did the pharmacy change manufacturers? Because this can happen too. So two things. Number one, you can look online. You can ask the pharmacist to see maybe the company that manufactures your medication added a filler. And they don't post this. They're not sending you an email saying, hey, Susie, we we changed our formula. We added in this little sprinkle. No, no. They're not going to tell you that. So you might have to call the pharmacy and the pharmacy may or may not know, quite honestly. You might have to look up the manufacturer, um, dig deep and see if they changed the formula or added anything. And then the second part of that is you might have to ask your pharmacy if they change manufacturers. This is especially true if you're on generic. So this has happened to me many times. Sometimes they'll tell you and sometimes they won't. You know, you get your pills and they look a little bit different. And on your prescription bottle, most of the time it will say who the manufacturer is. So maybe the manufacturer of your generic Synthroid or your Levo or your generic Leo, your T3 changed. And just that manufacturing change will change how it works in your body. Yes, it's still T4. Yes, it's still T3, but the manufacturer could have different fillers or have something, do something different than in your body. It just doesn't work. That's why I even say with my patients, sometimes, even if we're in the NDT realm, the natural desiccated thyroid realm, armor might work great for one person and not for another. NP thyroid might work great for one person and not for another. They're all NDT. They're all T4, T3. But sometimes just changing the manufacturer by choice, will change how that medication works in someone. So that can be one change that we do with you. If you feel like you are medication intolerant, you checked off all the boxes, you made sure that nothing else is going on, like new home, stress, high insulin, eating like garbage, adding in a new supplement, taking too much iodine, taking too much selenium, leaky gut, all of that good stuff. We might ha- just have to change your NDT, And that's the beauty of working with someone is that we can experiment. We can see what's going to work for you, but call the pharmacy. If you feel like you've been doing really, really well on one particular medication at this particular dose, you've been doing fine, doing fine, doing fine. And then boom, all of a sudden it stops working. You might have to see if the manufacturer added in any fillers or the manufacturer added fillers or the pharmacy changed manufacturers to a different company. So the simplest thing to do is just to switch brands, right? So your NDT, we we change. Uh, We change you over to a different NDT. Maybe we'll change you from NDT to the synthetics, to the Levo or Synthroid or Tyrosin and a combination of Cytamel or Leothyronine. If you are in that T4 box, sometimes just changing from generic to brand Synthroid makes a difference. Sometimes changing all the way to Tyrosin makes a difference. And then going one more step to and soul, which is almost as pure as pure can be when it comes to T4, sometimes that can make the difference because it could be that the fillers that are in there you are reacting to. Even if you didn't react in the very beginning, remember this is a, a an intolerant buildup. This is over the course of maybe six months that you actually start becoming intolerant to those fillers because of leaky gut and now it's triggering that inflammation in your body and now you're becoming intolerant to it. So it absolutely could be. We might have to change it to synthetics. We might have to change your brand. We might have to go to brand name. We might have to go one more step to really brand brand name that's very, very pure. And it's not always the gluten. So don't be quick to think, well, I checked and there's no gluten in this one. It's not always the gluten. Sometimes it's the cellulose. Sometimes it's the um, the corn. Sometimes they use corn in the fill. It, there are a variety of different fillers that can be used in medication that you as an individual might be intolerant to. So don't just look to see if it's gluten and then call it a day and say, well, there's no way I'm intolerant to this. Okay, we talked about your cell actually becoming insensitive, less sensitive to the T3, that you might have enough T3 in your system, your labs look great. We can talk about the dose, right? So let's look at your labs. They might look great, they might be optimal. So when I say optimal and I'm looking at that free T3, right? I always say 3.5 or above. I always say in the upper quadrant or 3.5 or above, depending on the lab that you're looking at. What if you do better just slightly above range? What if that's your optimal? I know it's mine, and I know it is for a couple of patients. So what if your optimal is slightly above that free T3 range? Then that would mean if you are at optimal, at that bottom level, at that 3.5, you're not going to feel your best. You're going to feel hypo symptoms because you're not quite there yet. So it could be that it's not that you're pooling. It's not that you're medication intolerant. It could mean that you just need a higher dose of one or the other, both, whatever it is that you're on, just to get that T3 back into optimal range. Now, you all know that we don't diagnose based on TSH alone, so you can't go by the TSH just because that's low. Well, I don't care if it's non-existent. If it's 0. 0.0001, I don't care. You have to look at that free T3. We have to pair that up with your symptoms because you're a human being with symptoms and feelings. And you know your body, like we said in the beginning. So is that free T3 at your optimal? Again, it might not be that you're intolerant to your medication. It might just be that we're not quite there yet. And it's going to take time. So the last, last, last thing I'll say about medication intolerance, well, two, two last things. Number one, work with a qualified practitioner that actually knows the thyroid. So I've said this before, and I will say it again. I highly respect functional medicine and integrative practitioners. We look to get to the root cause of the problem, but I will fully admit where I am not an expert. So if you call me and you want to discuss childhood disorders That's not my area of expertise. I do not do pediatrics very much. I mean, the occasional pediatric hypothyroid patient, yeah, absolutely. I will refer you to a colleague of mine that specializes in that. So when you are choosing a functional medicine practitioner, you must make sure that they actually specialize in the thyroid or they will not know any of this. They might actually tell you that you're intolerant to your medication or they're going to make some wacky changes or drop your dose based on your TSH. And you're going to end up even more hypo than you were before. So number one, work with a qualified practitioner. Number two, be patient, be patient. So when you are making these changes, remember your body changes all the time, all the time. When you are making these changes, you have to be patient and let things adjust and move, especially if we are increasing your medication. It's one thing if you're on the same med, the same dose, and you've been on it for bazillions of years and it's been working and then all of a sudden it's not totally different if we are working together to increase your medication dose. So maybe we're increasing T3 and we're doing it very slowly. And you say to me, oh my gosh, wait, um, I, I went up by five micrograms and I broke out in hives and uh, my heart rates increased and I feel anxious and I'm not sleeping. That's not an intolerance to the medication that just tells us we have to go a little bit slower with you. So we might have to back off. We might have to go down to 2.5. Refer back to my podcast where I talk about compounded T3. So if you are very, very, very sensitive and you can't even tolerate 2.5 of T3, maybe we do have to use compounded in a slow release form for you, you to be able to tolerate it. And then we have to look at all the other things like your adrenal function and all that. Bottom line, be patient. Be patient as we're making these changes. Be patient as we're increasing your medication. Know the difference between you became all of a sudden intolerant to something that's been working for years and you're intolerant to the little changes that we're making in the dose. So definite distinction there. wanted to clarify that. This one is one that I get all the time. I said in the beginning, many patients will become frustrated, hit a brick wall, think that they have become intolerant to the medication, and they want to make this radical change because they want to see change yesterday. And they certainly don't want to go back to how they were. And I understand that. I understand that fear reverting back to when you were hypo. And if you are hypo, believe me, when you get your life back, you don't ever want to go back. You don't want to feel that way again. So I understand that. I understand being on your toes and being cognizant and being panicky to a point of what's going on, what's happening with my body. However, we have to do our due diligence, look at all the checklists that I gave you today to really figure out is that you became intolerant to your medication and you might have got to call the pharmacy, manufacturer, fillers, check those. And it also might be that there's something else going on that we need to address. So this is a good one to share that people need this, especially if you know thyroid patients, they need this, they need to hear this. So please share this with your friends and family and colleagues And it will be much appreciated. Thank you so much for listening to the Thyroid Fix podcast. As always, please share this with anyone that you know that needs this information. And I guarantee you there's a lot of people out there and in your life who do. If you would please take a moment to write a review on Apple Podcasts, that would be much appreciated. I read all of them. Also, please remember that anything that you hear on this podcast is not intended to diagnose or treat. So you always want to check with your doctor about any advice given that you hear on this podcast. And if you would like to book a discovery call, a free discovery call to go over everything that's going on with you and to go over how I can help you, please go to my website at amyhorneman.com. The link is always in the show notes and click on book a call. Choose a time and a day that's right for you and we will see how we can help you. Thanks for listening.